This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740 radio. Good morning, Naz. How are you this morning? Good morning, Wally. You had to rush in there to get in there. We're out of of the gate a little early today. Well, uh, a little bit of a rough night last night. Too much Christmas partying, so... uh, uh, That's okay. <laughs> Detroit did some Christmas partying last night too, I guess. Yeah, they did. A, so if we can get a couple of coffees in here, we would do want to say to our listeners today, we're thrilled to have us with us in studio, in the house with us this morning, legendary, uh, legendary pro uh, pro wrestling Hall of Famer and beloved Torontonian. The one and only Sweet Daddy Seeky. Good morning, Sweet Daddy. How are you? Just fine. Hey, you just made one mistake here. It's Mr. Irresistible. <laughs> Mr. Irresistible. Yeah, you're stealing. Sweet Daddy, you're stealing my thunder. That's that's. Uh, we're we're getting to that. We're gonna. We're certainly There's gonna no talk about that. There's no question about that. Anyways, uh, we're, we'll be uh, certainly uh, going to talk about your your incredible career, Sweet Daddy, and uh, what going to uh, obviously let our listeners know uh, what you're up to. You're uh, you're a proud and staunch Torontonian and lived uh, most of your life here and. Uh, Certainly beloved amongst uh, amongst uh, so many people in in this city, and we're really looking forward to talking to you uh, throughout the hour. Um, uh, this part of the show, we usually do a recap of uh, some of the some of the interesting events in sports this week. Naz and uh, our favorite topic of discussion: the oh. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, always enters into our conversation. Um, another, I would say, really good week for the Leafs. Knocked yeah. off. Uh, a uh, pretty good team in the Detroit Red Wings twice this week. Uh, um, certainly an impressive effort last night down at the ACC. Um, team seems to have come together. Uh, y- your impressions? Yeah, since the uh, lack of salute to the fans, the Toronto Maple Leafs have played extremely well. And it looks like they're, they, are, they are starting to get an identity out there. And they look pretty good. They really do. Um, even Corbinian Holzer looks oh, good. Oh, your favorite Leaf. Yeah, I called him a stiff on the show, but I take that back. He looks more like Tim Horton right now. He's looking good. Yeah, and and looking your good. other uh, favorite whipping boy over, over time, uh, uh, you seem to have changed your tune a little bit. Uh, um, uh, I don't think I've El Capitano, been, Dion Phaneuf. I've, I've been a staunch supporter of Dion and... Uh, You've been more of a critic, but uh, I think you're coming around to my point of view. No, I've, I've called it the way I see it with Dion Phaneuf, and he is playing really well. Uh, him and Franson have been the shutdown pair, and they're knocking bodies around. You know, they knocked Taze and Kane around when they were here, and they knocked uh, Datsuk and Setterberg around last night. 
you know, if they keep playing like that, the Leafs can go pretty far. Uh, they, their team looks really good. Their depth has, has improved immensely. And they've got Santorelli and Winnick and players like that that are contributing big time with the, for the team. So far, uh, Dion Phaneuf, we, we talk obviously about him quite a bit on this show, and he was a guest on the Naz and Wally uh, Sports Hour uh, just before the season started. Um, interesting stat about Dion Phaneuf. Uh, he plays against the best players on the other team, and at the present time, he's only had three minus games the entire season. That's a pretty impressive stat for, for, for a gentleman who, who is often criticized and uh, certainly on some of the blogs and some of the sites is uh, uh, the uh, recipient of, of an incredible amount of criticism. But his uh, statistics so far this year are pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty good. You have to give credit to Cody Franson too because it seems like the, the pair uh, works well together and Franson has become more aggressive in his own end, which I really like. That guy is going to be, well, uh, be sought after by many teams. He's a free agent. And if the Leafs are smart, they better lock him up soon because that guy will make five to six million dollars a year, Franson. Once again, in the house with us this morning, the one and only legendary Mister Irresistible, Sweet Daddy Seeky. Certain will be with you shortly, Sweet Daddy. And uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, just going to wrap up our little Leafs discussion, and uh, we'll get to uh, get to Sweet Daddy shortly. Um, Seemed to have been a big change in this team after that, uh, whatever episode you want to call it, that Nashville game where they got blown out and then they had the little incident after the game. Yep. Um, uh, are we seeing a little bit more leadership uh, from Dion Phaneuf yeah, all I of think a sudden? It, I, think the, it's his, I think now he's put the stamp on that this is his team, and you can really tell on, on, the, on the ice. Phil Kessel protected him last night in a little jab and he was—he uh, had offsetting penalties with Franzen from Detroit, and it looks like the team is uh, on the on the right. It's they're on the way. They're on their way to being a you know, those, pretty those decent team. Ad- adversity sometimes what is what creates teams, and I've sort of got a sense after that uh, um, they were incredibly criticized by the media, and we talked about this a few weeks back. They took a lot of criticism over over what they did in that game, but. It, they sort of stuck together. Nobody seems to have criticized anybody mm-hmm. else for what they did. And they sort of they, 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 they tightened the circle around themselves and seemed to have supported each other through it. And it almost seems like they're, for the first time in, in a long time, they seem like they developed into a team. They, there seems to be a, a feeling of team about... Uh, or team bonding between between the, the players on this team that arose after that criticism. And it, it seems to be reflected in their play. Um, yeah, they, they in fairness, they faced the Detroit team in three games in four nights. So last night's game was good, but no indication. A true indication will be this afternoon when they play L.A. They play them at 5 p.m. L.A.'s been sitting in Toronto all day Saturday waiting for them. So L.A. should have the advantage in this game. Well, so let's see how the Leafs play this afternoon uh, at 5 o'clock. Certainly will be a big test for the Leafs uh, this afternoon. Um, Stanley Cup champions in town, um, who uh, smarting after a loss uh, Friday night against the Habs, although they outshot the Habs 46-20 to 20 in that game, so Carey Price uh, uh, must have stood on his head in that game. Who's going in net for the Leafs today? Is it uh, They're turning a rhymer for this one? 
Um, I I heard something last night that they're going to probably go with Bernier because Reimer has a groin injury, but they're not sure. That, we won't know until probably before game time. And uh, what what are going to be the keys for the Leafs in this game? Uh, the, the the Kings play a physical game, and uh, my favorite player in the entire NHL is here today, Drew Doughty, uh, who uh, I've been uh, supporting as the best player in the world uh, since the Olympics last year. Uh, certainly looking forward to, uh, to to watching him in today's game. Uh, uh, your thoughts on, on Doughty and uh, Don Cherry last night. Uh, managed to catch Coach's Corner last night, and Don Cherry uh, felt that uh, notwithstanding we had a deserving winner of the Lou Marsh Trophy in, 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 the, in the woman bobsledder, uh, Don Cherry felt Drew Doughty should have, ha- should have won the Lou Marsh Trophy, emblematic of Canada's best athlete in the year 2014 for his accomplishments. Yeah, his accomplishments were great. So was the uh, the Humphreys girl. Hers were great too. So how do you how do you judge it? It's really difficult, especially when it comes to an Olympic year because the Olympic athletes come to the forefront, right? And there's other athletes uh, other than hockey players. And I think that's why the voting is kind of swaying to the so-called amateur athletes that uh, – that uh, are on the list. But uh, she's deserving, too. Absolutely. I mean, and, um, you know, the tennis players had a fantastic year. Uh, Raonic and, uh, and Bouchard, Doughty, uh, uh, the, the bobsledder, Callie Humphreys. Uh, certainly um, a lot of extremely deserving candidates. And, uh, you know, Doughty's still, uh, still a young man and has got a great future ahead of him. So uh, we'll certainly see what uh, there'll be a Lou Marsh trophy in, in his future. Anyways, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on uh, AM 740 Radio. Uh, we'll be doing our scruples contest uh, in the mid part of the hour. We'll be giving away a $100 gift certificate at Scruples Salon and Spa. That's been a hot item for some of our listeners in the past and getting great reviews on uh, the services that they provide. Um, and we'll be back with... Our featured guest today, and we're thrilled to uh, have you, Sweet Daddy, and looking forward to uh, to talking to you for a good chunk of the show. We'll be right back. Thank you. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. 
Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village on the new AM740 radio. And without further ado, uh, we have in studio uh, with us this morning, and it's certainly a pleasure for the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, the legendary Mr. Irresistible, Sweet Daddy Siki. Sweet Daddy, thanks for coming in and joining us. Thank you. You you got it right that time. <laughs> I got it right that time. You certainly were Mr. Irresistible. You were... You're one one hell of a ladies' man in uh, in your day, sweet daddy. And uh, uh, tell us how you got the, how you got the name, Mister Irresistible. Well, actually, uh, um, uh, how I got that, um, as you know, I wrestled pretty well all over Canada, pretty well all over the world, and um, but that particular name, Mister Irresistible, came from Montreal. I used to go to Montreal and wrestle, and I remember the, the young lady was at the ringside, and uh, I had all my outf- my outfits on and gloves and mirrors and whatnot, and she said, she said, oh, Mr. Irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, uh, <laughs> that had a little... Effect on me at first, you sure know. Did. But I, I, I went back a couple of other times that she would always be there, you know. And I was really shocked. And, and as soon as I walked in the ring, she started saying, "Mr. Irresistible," <laughs> and they, she had other ladies saying the same thing, you know. So they had me. <laughs> I was trapped. <laughs> and so from that on, that day on. I always use that name, Mr. Irresistible. And I kept looking in the mirror. I says, hey, I don't look too bad, do oh, I? Still looking, <laughs> sweet daddy, you're still, still looking, looking good, good, brother. You're oh, still, I'm, sure you. that, I'm sure the ladies are still coming, uh, going crazy for you, <laughs> let me tell you. Anyways, uh, certainly Mr. Irresistible, at, in your day, you were probably one of the most recognizable wrestlers in the world. Uh, you certainly had an incredible career, a lot of it. I mean, you didn't start off in Toronto, but you spent most of it in Toronto. Uh, tell us about how, how how you got to Toronto and uh, and uh, why you were the most recognizable wrestler in the world for the longest time. Well, um, the hair had a lot to do with it. 
the hair. And um, I remember uh, when I had it done, I was in New York. I had I've been wrestling in New York. Now, when you say you had it done, I mean, we, we, you know, you're I remember. Me this is not natural? Naz and I are old enough to remember what you mean by you had your hair done. Oh, okay. But, well, but you know, some of our younger listeners. Uh, <laughs> As you know, they're doing a, a documentary on me. And, and um, we want to, we certainly want to hear about that. Thank you. And I and I have to kind of tell the truth on <laughs> Well, that's what that. we want, yeah. sweet daddy. So anyway... What happened, um, uh, as I said, uh, in New York there, I start thinking to myself. I had wrestled all over New York. I says, you know, I want to do something different. So um, I went to the beauty parlor, <laughs> and I had it done up. I shocked myself, you know. And um, so I remember... So when we talk about had it done up, we're talking about you. Uh, you bleached it. <laughs> okay. okay. You, you you became you became a Marilyn you know Marilyn Monroe Marilyn Monroe bleach blonde. But you know what? Hey, people. Now this I'm going to say something that nobody knows. Uh, no, I better keep that a secret. No, 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 no you no, tell us. It, no, go it, ahead, sweet daddy. Uh, because I had tell to do us that. Where... I have a book coming out, you know. Yep. And um, it'll tell a lot of things. What happened to me uh, once I uh, had my hair bleach? Kind of hurt to say that. Anyway, bleach. <laughs> <laughs> colored. Uh, yeah. okay, I had a colored and, blonde. And I remember uh, walking out on the street. This is New York City. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest cities there, there is. And um, my God, car, this is no, no lie. Cars were stopping, looking at me. And um, so the next day I was leaving for Toronto, come to Toronto. And when I hit Toronto, I tell you, uh, I caused a lot of problems. So um, the people, how I, uh, the people fell in love with me. What can I say? You know, but um, I could tell you more now, but I... I'm, we got to wait for the book? Yeah, that's well, right. Us, give us at least one one, uh, one, one story that uh, you can share with... At least one this morning you can share with our listeners that's nobody's heard before, sweet daddy. Well, <laughs> I thought I was going to save it all for the book, but um, when I landed here, there was something... Really, in well, was happening here in Toronto. Here, I remember driving the, up the Queensway, you know, Queen Elizabeth, and I was almost in town. And that particular day, something happened. And uh, what happened? I bet you you don't even know I'm talk, what I'm talking about, do you? Probably not. Oh, my God. Well, um, anyway, let's put it this way. Something very important happened. And uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a policeman or anything like that. Uh, uh, but 
something happened. I was about uh, 20 miles out of Toronto, coming into Toronto when I heard it on the radio. And I... Um, what year was this? <laughs> you trying to... <laughs> Gotta tell me what year it is. Oh, then you you probably know. <laughs> but let them guess, you okay. know, Fair what enough. actually Fair happened. You I don't know? want to steal your thunder. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, let's uh, let's put it this way: I uh, wrestle all over Tr- uh, all over Canada, and uh, I was also very big in uh, Alberta for the Hearts, you know, yep. Stu Hearts, Stampede and, Wrestling. Uh, yes, and I remember Bret Hart. Uh, he was quite young at that particular time, you know. Boy, they had all those kids, you know, and so, um, and they would help around the, the arenas, you know. And uh, uh, Bret Hart, he has a book out as well, you know. And um, every time he comes to town, a lot of time he phones me, you know. And uh, I've taken him on, well, uh, some well, one of the club that clubs club that I I play, and um, he comes to see me once in a while, but he's quite busy right now. But anyway, um, I became a big hit here. This is not the only place. Now I was a big hit pretty well all over the place, you know. And the book that's going to be coming out. It's going to tell a lot of things happened to me uh, in my wrestling career, and uh, uh, people, a lot of people don't even know I wrestled five world's heavyweight champions, you know, and um, of course I had uh, that particular time, I also had a favorite wrestler, and his name was Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Oh, wow. Remember that name? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, I was getting out some of my um, wrestling uh, robes and capes and whatnot, you know, Uh, and and because I'm going to have some of them in the book as well. And uh, I have one jacket. That Nature Boy Buddy Rogers sold to me at that particular time. It's a beautiful jacket, and I'll be able to tell you who made that jacket. And um, the other ones, of course, I can tell you who made the other ones. Uh, I will disclose all of that, all of that. But... uh, yeah, I know you see me wiping my eyes. I was injured in wrestling, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was wrestling um, Hans Schmidt. You ever remember that name? Hans Schmidt. I remember yeah, yeah. Hans, Hans Schmidt. Yeah, Hans Schmidt. My God. He's a tough dude. Uh, he certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty tough uh-huh. guy. Mean. That's right. I was. Um, I remember seeing him for the first time when I uh, was in California, Los Angeles there. Um, of course, now I was... Born in Texas and uh, raised in Los Angeles. And um, uh, even uh, during that particular time when I knew not not that much about wrestling, uh, 
but I know he used to kick pretty darn hard, you know. So, what happened? I had the pleasure of wrestling him. Uh, Was it a pleasure? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I have to yeah. say that. In um, <laughs> Detroit. and um, But something happened there. I'll tell it a little later. You got it. Yeah, I know that. I think I know that story, sweet daddy. Yeah. I'm going to wait for you to tell that story. Oh my tell God. us so what's the name of your what's the name of the book? Well, that and when's it coming out? Well, uh, I hope to have it out at least uh, another year or two. You know, it takes a while to do these things. You know, because um, uh, the the guys that was doing it uh, is doing the book. He um, at least uh, uh, the recording of it. Um, they're uh, very famous themselves, uh, and um, they were at my my place uh, last week, and we spent uh, about five or six hours there, you know, just talking and uh, taping as well, you know. It's going to be something. In fact, uh, I probably shock a lot of uh, young people as well, because, uh, see, uh, I want to tell the young people how I got to where I'm at now. Just hold that thought, uh, sweet dad. I just mm. want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, and you're listening to Mr. Irresistible, the legendary Sweet Daddy C. Sweet Daddy, uh, a comment. When you brought out all these outfits, they, you have been compared to the black Gorgeous George. That's what you were compared to. Was that all you're doing? You know, actually, I tell you the truth. Um, all those outfits. My God, I hate to tell you right now. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Tell us. Let's hear about it. Yeah, but the problem is, <laughs> I, I want the people to get it. They could get it now, but uh, that's just like asking, sweet daddy. How old are you? No, I never asked well, you that. I was going to ask you that because uh, we wanted to hear, because we break stories on the Nazawali Sports Hour uh, all the time. Are yeah. you going to tell everybody for the first time this morning, Sweet Daddy, how old you are? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, uh, what I usually tell all of my fans, all of my fans, and there's no lie, if they call in, they're probably going to say the same thing. I told them I was 27 years old. Oh, that's it. 27, you know? And... Um, and I said, usually I usually say, um, now, you want me to tell you? I said, I'm 27. And, and he said, come on, come on, you're not 27. I said, why do you want to know? I said, why do you want to know? You want to tell everybody? He said, oh, no, I'm not going to tell anybody. I said, well, what good is going to do you for Absolutely. me to tell you? you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you, you but are... we get back to the outfits, though, you know, sweet daddy. Okay. We're, we, we've done some reading, and they, they called you the Black Gorgeous George back then because of the outfits. Yeah, okay. Now, but did you, was that you that, did, that came up with that? Because if it was, that was a tremendous, tremendous uh, well, gig. For, for, sure. for that, yes. Yeah, you see, it, was it wasn't me. so bad. We got yeah, it out of you. Yeah, but you don't know the other thing that goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I thought of all of that, you know. And um, 
Who's who's the toughest guy? Who's the crazy? Let me, who's the craziest? Don't say guy? the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> who's the craziest guy you ever wrestled against? You really want to know? Yeah, we. I have to know that. I have to know that. And we're big fans. Like we're Yaz and I were big fans. wrestling we're fans. All right, I'll we, tell we you. We know all the characters. All right, you know, you're talking a bunch of zoomers here. Bulldog Brower. Dick the Bulldog uh, Brower. Yes, and you know I remember um, uh, passing his dressing room. The promoter says uh, to uh, to Bulldog, Bulldog, don't touch any chairs, don't don't push people, anything. And he would go out there and uh, do the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) He'll throw a chair. When you're wrestling that guy, you really have to watch yourself. You have to watch yourself, you know. And I've seen him. Walk down uh, through the aisle, whipping, you know, throwing wheelchairs. <laughs> you know, if somebody said, wheelchair, turn it over. Turned it over. Interesting. I got to ask you about another another uh, interesting uh, wrestler from uh, from these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the most hated man in the in the in the squared circle during the 1970s. We all hated him. Okay. The Sheik. You ever wrestle oh, that character? You ever wrestle the Sheik? Yes. With his, with his crazy manager, yes. uh, the Weasel, or yes. Abdullah Farouk? I mean, yes. that guy, was he as crazy yes. as he looked? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, um, Frank Tunney had some really nuts, uh, uh, you know, wrestling uh, those years. Uh, if you wrestling those other one of those two, you like I said, you really have to watch yourself. You so he was, he was, he was, uh, he was as crazy as That's he looked right. in the ring then. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. And um, so actually, uh, during that particular time, I would know which one I would like wrestling, you know. But uh, during that time, you had to wrestle with them because uh, they have to, had to make a living as well. And um, this is, that's the way we took it. Wow. We had uh, Abdullah the Butcher on our show about four months ago. Did yeah. you ever uh, wrestle are you, him? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah Abdullah, yeah, he's still around, and he's still wrestling, too. <laughs> he's down in Atlanta. Yeah. We, we talked to him about, probably uh, early in the spring. Oh, you talked to him on the phone? On the phone, yes, yes, yes. 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 Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, yes, I wrestled him. They don't well, get any cr- any yeah. scarier than him, yeah, let me yeah. tell you. He's pretty big. Big guy. <laughs> it's a big dude, yeah. Yeah. No, I um, I was talking to a, uh, one of my friends. Uh, in fact, uh, I have a friend uh, out in um, uh, California. Well, I have a lot of friends, you know. But anyway, uh, there's one called Tito Carrion. In fact, he, him and I uh, pretty well started out together, you know. And um, he's uh, he's doing all right. Let's put it that way. And uh, I just uh, hope he take care of his health. You know. Yeah, that's a- what was your uh, sweet daddy once again? When listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, we have in studio uh, a Hall of Famer, professional wrestling Hall of Famer, and a beloved Toronto personality. Sweet Daddy Siki, uh, everybody in Toronto loves you, Sweet Daddy. We're happy to have you in studio this morning. See that you're doing, that you're doing good, and we're it's great having you here. Thank you. 
Your um, what was your finishing move? How did you, how did you finish these stiffs off? Tell us. <laughs> I guess some of them are <laughs> stiffs. <laughs> Well, actually, I don't um, know if that was the right choice of words, Wally, man, but that's okay. I just having a little fun with Sweet Daddy here. He's on my side. <laughs> I am, believe me. Um, I used to use uh, the cocoa butt, and I also that was Bobo Brazil. Uh, yeah, but still, I used it too. You know, he stole uh, it from uh, you. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I think I stole it from you. You stole it from uh, yeah, Bobo yeah, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know. Um, I remember in Los Angeles there, while I was uh, um, before I got into uh, the big time wrestling, he was a wrestling. He used to come out there and wrestle, you know. And a little later on in life, then uh, I got to know him a lot better. You know? And I talked to him before he died, you know. And uh, like I said, so many of these things are happening, and you know. Many, many times, um, uh, it's everywhere, because uh, everybody has to die one day, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, it's hard to believe that this happens. I, and not only that, uh, I remember I used to work out every day, every day, three and four times. Every time I saw a chair, I would start doing push-ups and whatnot, you know? And... Um, and I remember uh, a wrestler, he was one of my favorite at the time, was a dangerous Danny McShane. And um, I saw him a little bit later on in life, and I said to myself, just during the times I was working out, I said, I don't think I could ever let myself get like that, you know? And... Um, and he, he he was a lot smaller and, uh, and well, he was older. And uh, I couldn't believe uh, after uh, you get a certain age, it seemed like you forget about working out and you say, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow never comes. And eventually, what ha- what happens? You um, you start losing your muscles and whatnot. You know, I would advise anybody that work out keep going to the gym because uh, you'd be surprised how much more, uh, better off that you will be if you go. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live this morning with uh, with uh, our good friend of the show, Sweet Daddy Siki. Uh, Sweet Daddy, bear with us for a couple of minutes here. We've got to do a little bit of business, and then we'll get right back to you. Uh, all right. We got a little, business, little bit of business to take care of. It's that time of the show where we give away the $100 gift card to Scruples Salon and Spa. You want to, It's Christmas coming up shortly. You want to score some points with that special someone. Uh, you want to email them a gift card, you want a gift coupon, uh, give us a call. Uh, we're giving away a $100 gift coupon. As Naz is pointing at me, i got to remember to give out the numbers this morning. Yeah, uh, it's a bad about- habit of forgetting that. It's pretty tough to give them away if I don't give away the phone numbers. Anyways, give us a call at area code 416-360-0740 or at 1-866-740-4740. 
$100 gift coupon at Scruple Salon and Spa, www.scruplesalon.com. Two locations, one in Woodbridge and one in Pickering. That'd be a great uh, great gift, great stocking stuffer. Uh, give us a call. Once again, those numbers, 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Second caller wins a $100 gift coupon. Also want to, at this point of the show, uh, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour has always been a big supporter of community causes and charities, and uh, our charity of choice is the Foundation Fighting Blindness. It's a remarkable organization that's doing some wonderful work in, uh, in uh, trying to solve the issues of eye disease and eye problems for hundreds of thousands of Canadians. Some really heart-wrenching stories of people out there who are suffering from, um, from eye disease and eye impairment. And the Foundation Fighting Blindness is in the leading edge of research in helping to solve some of those problems. The Foundation Fighting Blindness, www.ffb.ca. Um, once again, Sweet Daddy Siki in Tough. studio, in the house. Sweet Daddy, you are a ladies' man. You are a huge ladies' man, yeah. Mr. Irresistible. You had something called the Siki Strut. Yeah, but... Well, you tell, tell us about the Siki Strut. Yes. You used to uh, drive the women crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who am I to say that they were wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt that they were wrong, no, sweet I'm daddy. Sure, I'm sure they weren't. <laughs> okay. Tell us about what was the Siki strut and why did it drive the women crazy? Well, you know, uh, I remember um, lots, lots of time I use that strut when I'm hurt as well, you know. Like somebody do something to me and it hurt me. I do the strut just to throw uh, my opponents off guard, you know. But um, I find that uh, a little bit strutting, it was a natural thing for me. And um, even now, <laughs> I try. <laughs> and, uh, but like I say, you get a certain age, and you, you can't do that. <laughs> Too often. It's a little bit more difficult. Now, yeah. you were a big, big, uh, big event happened in, in uh, your life last year, which I think was long overdue. You should have been in the uh, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, quite frankly, a long, long time ago. But it finally happened. And uh, tell us a little bit about that and what it meant to you. Yes. Well, that meant a heck of a lot to me. Um, there's things I have done in the business I want to tell. Um, and not only that, like I said, things I've done, uh, I would like to make sure that the people know that I thought of whatever. And I know, um, uh, there was times, um, I wished I had a, a manager, manager at that particular time because, excuse my expression, I think I got screwed. You know, you're talking uh, business manager, business, business yeah. manager, yeah. you know, and um, I would be better off if I had one. And uh, because uh, even today, uh, well, what made me feel kind of funny as well, hockey players, they get a pension, right? 
That's right. Uh, hockey players, basketball, any other sport but wrestling. Now, and I do believe that uh, the wrestlers should be getting a pension as well. And um, because uh, I've pretty well, like I said, wrestled all over the world, Madison Square Garden, all those places. Um, and um, I don't get one, but uh, I also understand that uh, there was one wrestler, I can't disclose his name, but uh, there was one wrestler uh, was against it. And so uh, now it seems Was he that, a popular wrestler? Yes, he? yes. And it seems oh, like... I think I know who it is. Okay. Uh, and, and now he's not doing that great, you know. But uh, I would imagine he's been taken care of. Uh, uh, but I do think that uh, we should be getting a pension, some kind of pension, you know. And uh, if you guess, I can't say it. I'm not going to oh, no, say anything. Have, uh, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to get into yeah, that. Yeah. Now, is there a uh, a union now of uh, wrestlers? I, I'm not familiar with it. You you trained you trained Edge. That's right. I, uh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I trained Edge and Christian. And Christian, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, in the book. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna talk about it, and uh, not only that, uh, there's uh, another fella I train. I can I'm not gonna disclose his name right now, but it will be in the book. I train, and he's uh, uh, and he's the one. He screwed me like hell, mm -hmm. you know, uh, about uh, certain things, and. Um, and I, I trained Edge free. I said, uh, if uh, uh, they write in to tell me why they want to become a professional wrestler, um, now Edge, I uh, he wrote me a letter, and I got other letters as well. Not saying that his was a uh, the best, but. It meant a heck of a lot to me because I know what I had gone through, you know. Not saying that uh, uh, he wouldn't get it done. In other words, um, his uh, parents uh, wouldn't try. It's the fact that uh, uh, Edge's mother... Uh, she was a single parent, you know. I understand, you know. Mm -hmm. And so from that day on, uh, I, I looked at the letter and I said, this is it. So uh, I chose Edge. And Christian came along as well. He wanted to be a wrestler as well. And I'm going to tell you what happened to Christian. But uh, Edge... Uh, there's one other fellow that I had trained, and um, he, uh, um, I talked to Sully, Sully, fellow that had gym. Sully's gym, man. Yes. And I says, um, I says, um, uh, I, 
the guy that uh, I wanted to help me train some of these guys, um, he didn't want to go along with that p particular part where uh, training people free, you know. And so, but I told him I, I was going to do it, you know. And, and, and he kept saying, I'm not going to help. I said, okay, that's fine, you know. And so um, I, um, uh, I started training him, uh, those two. And uh, then this particular fellow, he, he started helping me, you know. But uh, he had some funny ideas about um, uh, the training, whatnot, you know. And so um, I, I did it anyway, even though he didn't want to do it. But I understand that um, he took a lot of credit, you know, for it, you sweet, know. Sweet Daddy, unfortunately, I'm going to have to... Just cut you off. Hold a okay. thought. We're going to come. We have to go to break. We got to yeah, come we gotta, right back. We got to okay. sell some commercials here. We're, once again, we're listening to or speaking to Sweet Daddy Siki mm -hmm. in studio. Uh, after we come back from the break, if uh, we'll be opening up the mics, if you want to give us a call and talk to Sweet Daddy, uh, you can give us a call at four one six three six zero zero seven four zero or one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Sweet Daddy, you can stay with us for a little bit longer. Yes. After we come back from the break, i got to ask you about Vince McMahon. We'll be back shortly. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steels Paint, 4190 Steels Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. 
The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Once again in studio with us, uh... Uh, uh, Sweet Daddy Siki, Mr. Irresistible. You want to call in and uh, talk to Sweet Daddy, give us a call at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. We'll shortly, we'll be announcing the uh, Scruple Salon winner, and uh, we have a winner for that, and we'll be announcing that before the end of the show. Just before we went to commercial, Sweet Daddy, we were. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Vince McMahon. It was almost like there were two eras in wrestling: the pre-Vince McMahon era and the post-Vince McMahon era. You uh, wrestled in Toronto in the '60s and '70s when I guess the chief promoter was Frank Tunney, and, uh, and then Vince became uh, the whole different era happened in the wrestling world. Uh, Tell us, has Vince McMahon been good for wrestling or bad for wrestling? Well, let's put it this way. Um, Of course, time has changed. And um, what means a lot is is that gate. And and you can't deny that he's not drawing a heck of a crowd, you know. Good crowd, you know. Let's put it this way. I, I wished I was in uh, this particular era um, because even if I didn't like wrestling, I would only have to wrestle. In uh, other words, the way I was, the way I could wrestle, I would only have to wrestle maybe two or three years. I'll have more money than I could ever spend. Let's put it that way. Things have changed quite a bit. Uh, oh, my God. Yes, yes. And... um it's got to be probably the best, you know, because the people are educated a bit different now, you know. And um, so I can't knock his business because uh, he knew what he was doing, I guess, you know. Because success, that means a heck of a lot. He just went and re-educated the fans, you know, so I can't knock that. We go back to uh, wrestling. When we watch wrestling, we watched it on Channel 4 with Chucky, Chuck Keeley. We watched it on Channel 11 with uh, Lord Athel Layton. That's what we grew up in, and you were in that era. Yes. Uh, how was it with television wrestling? Uh, that's where we saw all the wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. That we, we, as kids, we couldn't afford to go to the gardens and watch all the time, but we went the odd time. And that's what we had on TV back then. There was like five, six channels, and wrestling was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your best friend at that time in wrestling? Well, uh, like I said, um, 
I had a friend. Uh, we start pretty well started out together. Tito Carrion. Yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah. And um, and and I, I also spoke of Nature Boy Buddy Rogers was uh, uh, my idol, you know. And um, and and when I wasn't with them, I was with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I rather let me tell you something. Uh, um, I hear sometimes guys be talking to me. And he says, uh, "I have a friend, you know, a guy over there," and I, I tell them straight, you know, I'd rather be around ladies than being around men. I have nothing in common, just wrestling. <laughs> you're, you're, sweet daddy, you're a great wrestler, obviously, and uh, beloved. But uh, you had a, you had another career. You're you're, you're quite the singer and. Uh, uh, you belting out some tunes down at the Duke for for years and years. Tell us a, a little bit about your career as a singer. You know, I tell you, um, the the owner there is George, uh, and I tell you, he's a fantastic guy, and uh, he's a fantastic owner of the Duke, um, and um, I've been working for him for the past uh, twenty years. And, um, you know, um, I hear sometimes guys come in, they complain, whatnot. They don't realize that that man owns, owns the place, you know. They don't, uh, he, he's the boss, you know. So um, I, I made it uh, uh, plain and simple. Um, him and I, we never had a crossword. All those years, not even a crossword, you know, and um, he's always treated me nice. And not only that, his staff as well, really nice to them at the Duke, you know, and um, the Duke now, it's a, my God, it's a class A club now. We have patio and everything there, you know, it's really nice, you know, and, um, but, um, uh, you're going to belt us out of tune, Sweet Daddy? We've been waiting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sing us, sing us a little tune, a couple of, a couple of bars at least, uh, your, your country and western. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you want me to... <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. If you don't feel like it, that's okay. Um, what did you drive in the uh, 60s? Well, um, I had... It was a special I hearse, car. I had a hearse. That's the one. Yeah, a hearse. And um, I have Escalade, things like that, and I had a... Uh, Let's go back to the hearse. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, that was well-known around town. You know oh, that. yes. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And I had also had uh, some Amelance. Oh. I had, you know. And that had all this... Uh, it was a um, 58, yeah, and it, it had all this heavy chrome on it, front and whatnot, you know. And I just wished I had that car now. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. no kidding. Yeah. But um, 
It was when Sweet Daddy, when Sweet Daddy went around town in those days. It was it, class. That's right. <laughs> every, everybody knew. Let's let's yeah. put it that way. Now, do you? Uh, there's. Uh, you told us earlier that they're, they're working on a, on your story. Yes. You got a book. Is there a movie? Uh, uh, is there a documentary uh, on you uh, as well? It's a documentary. Tell that's us a little bit about a uh, little bit about that when that's coming out and yeah. what, what we can expect to see in that documentary. Well, uh, it's the Megan Boys. They're uh, in charge of it, you know, and um, it's going to talk about a number of things: how I grew up, where I grew up, and um, um, like I said, I'm very fortunate that I became what I am today, and uh, and I uh, I did a lot of uh, a lot of things, but I knew what was right and I knew what was wrong, you know? And, um, I, um, well, I always went by the law, period, you know? I don't cause problems or anything like that. And, um, in Canada here, I, I really like Canada and, uh, and uh, I, I never had any problems, let's put it that way, you know. And um, I like the United States as well. Uh, I guess it depends on how you carry yourself a lot of places you go, you know. Sweet Daddy, we've got, uh, we've got a minute and a half left. If you had uh, something you wanted to say to uh, young people today, what would you say to them? Well, um, go to school. Go to school and get your education. Because in my book, I, like I said, I'm going to tell you something. And uh, But in my day, that's the way it had to be done, you know, if you're going to learn anything. So that's it. And when are we going to... Once again, when's the book coming out? Probably another year or something like that, you know. And uh, my uh, my son, one of my sons, uh, they've been after me for the longest to start on a book. And now I've started already. That's great. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Sweet Daddy, um, it's time wrap-up time. I do know we do want to... Uh, Express our thoughts to you. I know it's been difficult, uh, difficult year for you. You lost your, you lost your special, special woman, your wife. Yes, that's and right. You've been married a long, long time. Yes, uh, uh, I was married almost fifty years. Yeah. So we certainly, our thoughts are with you over that, and we know how difficult that's been for you. Oh yeah. But we're we've been thrilled that you've come into our studio to spend uh, spend this hour with us, and share your memories and your recollections of a, of an incredible career. Uh, you're certainly an incredible, uh, incredible, incredible man, an incredible dude, and uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, you'll always be Mr. <laughs> Irresistible, Sweet Daddy Seeky. Listen, thanks, thank Sweet Daddy. We, we we really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks so thank much. Right. And to all our listeners, have a great week. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.